guys and welcome to Happy Single Mums, a podcast surrounding real single mummy life. So here's your host, me, Khalifa. Hey guys, and welcome to the Happy Single Mom podcast. I am your host, Khalifa. Today we have Hannah Louise Summers. She is a single mummy, and I love her Instagram page because she is just like me, guys. She is an oversharer. She is into personal development and is a workout obsessed woman. So I just felt like, and she's also a a beautiful single mummy. So I just felt like we needed to have her on to hear her single mummy story. So please, Hannah, tell the audience a bit about yourself. Hi. So um, as you've just said, my name is Hannah. I am 32 and I am a mum to a very, very, very sassy three-year-old little girl called Darcy. Um, Yeah, she is, she tests me, but she keeps me on my toes. (laughs) Bless her. Tell us about your single mummy story. How did you become a single mum? So, do you know what? I I have been a single mum from day dot, so I haven't known it any different. Um, I was a single mum from the moment that I found out I was pregnant. Yeah. Um, it was it, it. Do you know what? It, it was completely fine. It wasn't it wasn't planned. Um, you know, I, I I let him know the situation, and he, he was very much like. I'm I, I'm not ready to be a dad I don't want to be a dad this isn't this wasn't in my plan you know and I, and I got it and that was fine um and we kind of went our separate ways didn't didn't speak just kind of left it at that um he obviously knew when I was going to be due and got back in touch with me like maybe a month or so before I was due to have her and kind of just basically said look I think I do want to be involved and I was like okay like that's that's fine um because for me, and this is all part of like my story of being a single mum, I was the daughter of a single mum. And my dad was never around. Like, oh, I think he left when I was about three. So I don't have a relationship with my dad. And I'd always said that I wouldn't want that for my children. I don't think anyone goes out and wants it really, do they? But um, I, I do really believe that, that you can be really good parents, but you don't have to be together. Like you you can, you know, you can be really good mum and a really good dad to one child, but you don't have to live in the same house. So when he kind of gave an England that he wanted to be involved, I just was like, brilliant. Okay, let's just try and make this work. And we have, um, it's, it's not been easy. It's been a journey. It's been like very, very, very slow. Um, but yeah, we're now at a point where, you know, he has her every other weekend. We live two hours apart. Um, so it's not as easy for us to like literally co-parent during the week or anything. Um, she predominantly lives with me, but yeah, she does. She now spends every other weekend with him and that's where she is this weekend. So it's, um, it's, it's worked out so much better than I ever thought that it was going to. Yeah. I'm so happy that your story is not like, um, I know there's no like sadness there it's kind of like well yeah it happened and yeah we've made it work and that's where we're at now so when you were like did you ever face any stigma at all being a single mom I don't know like I probably did but I think I think being a child of a single mom yeah it's all I've ever known anyway 
um so yeah like nothing no, nothing sticks out nothing particularly sticks out in my mind I think it's always been something that was part of my life so yeah I've not and I've always been really really open about that so I think when I became a single mom no one in my life was particularly like shocked I think I think people thought I was crazy um because I was obviously knowingly having a baby knowing that the dad you know wasn't going to be around um but I just thought you know I'm I was 28 I think and I you know I had a good job and I was like there there is no reason why I can't do this I always wanted a child yeah what did you did you lose friends at all or you said that people thought you were crazy did you I lost I do you know what I didn't I didn't lose friends I lost family um I lost yeah I lost like I lost a, a you know quite a close auntie of mine um because she didn't agree with it she she'd always been of the opinion that you know you shouldn't you shouldn't have a child because you're craving love like you like you know if, if you're someone yeah. who's always looking for love she was like you you know I've been very unsuccessful with love yeah, well, <laughs> um and I think people have <laughs> yeah and I, I think she thought that I was having this baby who obviously is my daughter now I think she thought that I was having her because I was craving like someone to love me and she was like you won't get that from a child um and yeah it just I just I basically stepped away you've been raised by a single mom did you have ever because I was raised by a single mom and um, I I one thing I said was that I didn't want to be a single mom so even I've shared my journey before that that's why I actually had a termination when I was, I think I was 16, because I was yeah. like, I'm not doing this by myself. And lo and behold, I get knocked up again for the same life. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So like, did you ever, when you were growing up with a single mom, kind of feel any stigma or anyone was like, oh, where's your dad? Or um, yeah, did you face any stigma at all? Do you know what? I didn't know. I, I felt scared as a little girl. I felt scared. I felt like we weren't safe in the house if there wasn't a man. Um, I just, yeah, the, the only way I can describe it. And this is the thing that I remember growing up is that I just did not feel safe. It wasn't like we lived in an unsafe area or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I just like if when my like if my granddad used to come and stay, I just felt so much safer if he was in the house. I just Mm, I just felt really unsafe and like I used to look at my friends and you know like the term like daddy's girl yeah um I really wanted that yeah um and I think for me now it completely melts my heart seeing my little girl and her dad together because I I I just wanted for her what I didn't have and what I always wanted and I I hope she never knows what it's like not to have that um but yeah so that's kind of I was I was just scared all the time basically yeah, but do you not feel like you've grown up with a single one like you shared earlier it's kind of equipped you for what the expectation is of having yeah a hundred percent I think um I think it's enabled me to do single mom life maybe more so than someone who didn't grow up with a single mom yeah. because again it's, it's all I know um so it was like I've got a lot of friends who have partners and bring up children with partners which I think is incredible and I get and a lot of people will be like I just don't know how you do it yeah you know you're you're the constant like there is no one to pass her to when they get home you know when you've had a really tough day with your child and you're like I'm just so done and then 
your partner comes in and you go, here you go, it's your turn. <laughs> like there's, there's no one to do that with. Um, but also I don't know any different. Yeah. And this is what I've always said. Like, it's not like I had it and then it was took away. So that's, you've got your team. So you just make it work for you. And it's funny when, 100%. I, when I was in school and I grew up with a single mom and I would speak to some of my friends who both, who had both parents in the house. And I found that they were really naive. Like some of them, like, they couldn't go to the shop by themselves. They couldn't cook. They couldn't clean. And I'll be looking at them like, what? So as much as I'm not, I wouldn't say that my childhood was, was stolen, but I was, my mom equipped me for life quicker than, than <laughs> some of my counterparts that had yeah. parents in the household. So um, I do think that you are growing up with a single parent. I think it teaches us grit very, very, very early. You know, like no one yeah. can, yeah, no one can say anything to me because I'll have you. <laughs> yeah, I I say this a lot as well. Like I don't, I I do kind of feel like I didn't really have a childhood. I feel like I knew too much. Like I was way too aware of things that like were going on because I think like I was the only one that a lot of the time my mum physically had to speak to. So I just think I was aware of, you know, if she was worrying about money, for example, I would have. I probably wouldn't have understood it fully but I knew it was going on so I knew there was a money worry like whereas you know a lot of my friends when I asked them what their life was like at seven they're like oh I definitely didn't know about that like <laughs> um so I think I was a lot more aware of of issues and problems yeah. like yeah you do grow up I think you do grow up a bit quicker you do grow up very very quick so um what do you wish you knew earlier being a single parent then um Probably that, so before I was a single parent, um, and I don't know whether this is just me or I feel like you get, there's a lot of um, <clears throat> talk around how much help single parents get financially or whatever, how much help you get. Um, and then actually you become a single parent and you don't get any help. Mm. Um, you know, I, I was actually having this conversation with her dad today, um, just on the basis of like childcare and how the childcare costs fall on me. Like he isn't expected to have to contribute towards that. Yet I've had to cut my hours down in order to send her. It's so expensive, it's unbelievable. Yeah, and it's it's all on the mum. Mm -hmm. Um, Whereas he can still work his full-time job and doesn't have to contribute to the actual childcare costs. And just, so I think, that was probably the thing that I wish that I knew that actually, I don't know. I, I just, I don't, I don't think you get the help that everyone says that all these single, yeah. single moms get. Do you know what I mean? It's ridiculous. I remember my friend saying to me, Oh, well now you can get a council flat. I was trying to get a property for years and absolutely. Yeah. It took me a very, very long time. And even with that, I even actually gave up because I was earning too much. So then they put me in something called a temporary accommodation and I was paying full rent for a crappy apartment. So I just thought, you know what, let me just go back home to my parents. So all this fallacy that they have about single mothers, just get this, they get this from the government, that from the government. It's, yeah. it's gigantic BS. Yeah. Gigantic BS. And I remember being at work, and my son having an assembly and having 
I was so afraid to tell them I just wanted just one hour to go and watch his assembly and sitting in the bathroom and crying, you know, yeah. so it's so bloody hard. And the pure fact that society can look at us and think, oh, yeah, you've got it easy. You can have this and you can have that. Walk, walk a day in my shoes. I know. <laughs> I know. And I think it really, really hit me when I was on maternity leave and I had to live on statutory maternity pay and that was my only income because I wasn't entitled to anything else mm. and I'm like how am I meant to live on this mm. how am I how is that meant to cover like you know I'm fortunate enough that I do own my own home but like that that was my mortgage payment and I had no other income and I'm like how am I going to do this I'm a new mum with a new baby and this is what I'm expected to live on it's it 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 blows my mind. Yeah. Oh, cool, blimey. But you do some side hustles now, don't you? I do, and yeah, yeah. and this, this is like yeah, <laughs> and this is the big reason why because you know, like obviously, I I have I have my day job. I've got a corporate job, which you know I'm I'm so grateful for, and I and I do really enjoy it. But at the same point, I've had to cut down my hours. I've had to go to part time hours. You know that that weighing up thing where you're like, right, do I put my child in full-time childcare and yeah. full-time wage, but it's going to cost me a ridiculous, like, so I, I did all, I weighed all of that up and I, I went with what I went with, but actually I still needed to earn more money because I'd racked up loads of debt while I was on my maternity because I was only living on statutory. Oh. Um, I was like, I just, I need, I need to earn some extra money. And I, stumbled across um something called network marketing just kept seeing things happening on on instagram and i thought Do you know what I've, I've got literally nothing to lose if i can earn an extra 100 pounds a month that will help with one of my credit card bills um and and that that'll be fine and and that's what i did december 2019 um my daughter was just over a year old and i just i started using my instagram and recommending products and yeah. earning some money and then helping other women do the same yeah. and that's basically what I do <laughs> so how do you recruit the ladies then just through like people I connect with on my Instagram so I when I first started doing this I had like 400 followers um and they were just people that I knew you know my Instagram was just my Instagram yeah um and just through connecting with people, I started sharing my single mum journey, which I think a lot of people found me for or from. Yeah. Um, and I think just a lot of people related to my story and thought, well, if she's earning an extra hundred pound a month from this, then I can probably do it. Yeah. Um, and it's just kind of tumbleweeded from there, really. Brilliant. So like, why, why is fitness and well, well, wellness so dear to your heart then so for me I've always been the kind of girl that um I've my my size my weight is always yo-yoed um so sometimes I've been really really unhappy and I've been big and I've also been really unhappy and I've then not eaten so I've been small it's always just been depending on how I'm feeling whether I'm happy or I'm sad I'll either comfort eat or not eat um and I got before I fell pregnant, I got into a really good place with exercise and working out and going into the gym. And it was always like my escape. And then your body changes when you have a baby. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I really struggled with that. Like I massively struggled with the changes. My daughter was huge. I was very swollen. 
Um, I put on four stone during my pregnancy. Did you have her naturally? No, C-section. Okay. She was too big. <laughs> you said huge. I was thinking, uh, girl, what yeah, she was. She was nine pound twelve. What? What were you? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> ate like five watermelons or so. <laughs> I know. She, honestly, she they they were all shocked. They were like, "Whoa!" <laughs> you look tiny, though. You look like you're the same size as me. I'm a size six. Yeah, I'm not big. I'm tall, but I'm not. Um, I'm I'm not big. Yeah, I'm like I'm a ten ish, like you know, like give or take or whatever. Um. So yeah, so my my body massively changed during pregnancy. I really struggled with it. I obviously couldn't go to the gym anymore after having her because I had no one to have her and I couldn't afford it. Mm. And, but I also knew I had to do something. Like it was, I would probably say my, my maternity leave was like one of the worst times of my life and it shouldn't have been. Um, I was really stressed. I was having like daily panic attacks. It just, it, it wasn't, it wasn't a fun time. I was just not, not in a good place. And I kind of got back into exercise I started doing like home workouts um and I just slowly started getting me back and I used to find that when I was panicking if I went and did a workout it helped um you release the same endorphins whilst when you exercise yeah it makes you feel feel happy and I think oftentimes a lot of people are addicted to exercise because of that kind of that high that they get I am probably yeah (laughs) yeah like I have to I I'm like if if anyone follows me on Instagram, I'm like I'm known for. I get up at about half four in the morning. I'm one of those weirdos. <laughs> um, I read a book called Miracle Morning just before I went back to work when my daughter was seven months old, and it talks about like having a morning routine and getting up at five a.m. and doing like and doing certain things of like at the beginning of your day to start your day to make sure that you have a good day so that like you you're in control of the day rather than the other way around. Yeah. And I would say I probably got obsessed with that. Um, and part of it was getting up in the morning and moving my body and, you know, like practicing gratitude and just saying affirmations and kind of just trying to, I don't know, talk all of the negative stuff that I used to say to myself out of me. So then how do you feel? Because I I actually tried this. I tried exercising and I was like, I was doing so well. I read Atomic Habits. I love that frigging book. But yeah, I read Atomic Habits and I was like, yes, I'm doing this. I'm doing this. I'm making sure that my that, that I've got my gym wear by the bed. And there's that one day where I was like, nah, Khalifa, I can't be bothered to get out of bed. And <laughs> everything went to shit. Like it all went out the window. So how do you then stay motivated when you're like, I can't be bothered I'm tired well this happens to me all the time so like I I got up and did my morning how I like it on Monday and then Tuesday Wednesday Thursday it just didn't happen like that so I do like I'm not I'm not perfect by all means I'm I'm like I'm definitely not perfect but I was just I just remind myself how good I feel when I do it and I just try and get myself back to it as quickly as possible so like this morning I did I forced myself like I just like it's, it's not necessarily about motivation. It's about discipline. Do you know what I mean? Like I didn't want to do it. I didn't wake up and I didn't feel motivated, but I was like, I have to do this to get back, you know? Yeah. So what, what, um, one piece of advice would you give to a mum who actually wants to get out there and be fit and live her best life and yeah, have that sense of wellness? I think, with regards to like fitness you've got to find something that you enjoy and that will be completely different for everyone like Mm -hmm. I really enjoy weight training um 
but that's not that's not for everyone and if you know you're going to force someone to go get up and, and lift weights every morning if they're not if they don't genuinely enjoy that or love that they're not going to want to do it so if your thing is I don't know sticking on YouTube and doing like a dance workout because that makes you feel amazing then, then go do that for 10 minutes every single day you know um if you like to get out and go for a really long walk go do that mm-hmm. um and then I think I think a lot of it is just about like whatever makes you feel good yeah so sometimes I'll be like do you know what I don't feel like exercising but actually spending the hour that I would have done a workout going upstairs washing my hair mm-hmm. putting my makeup on putting something on that I feel really good in yeah that's that's the thing I need for today that's that's like my wellness thing you know mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, how do you help mums um, build their dream life whilst they're doing their nine to five? Because you're actually doing this work-life balance. So you're working part-time, like you said, and you've got your cycle and you've got your little one and you've got your morning routine. (laughs) Like how the heck are you still breathing, girl? Tell me, Hannah. I I just, do you know what? I, I love it though. And I think for me, like, what what I've what I've seen with what I do in my in my side hustle in my network marketing is it's given me like a much bigger vision and, and my my vision is to have time and financial freedom so that I'm not stuck at working at a desk for someone else when they tell me that I've got to you know I want to be able to firstly have the financial freedom to just go on holiday with my daughter and also not have to like book annual leave and, and stuff like that so I think although I am investing a lot of time in everything and I am really busy at the moment. I'm doing it so that in the long run, I will have that time freedom and I will have that financial freedom. Like I don't want my daughter to grow up with the money worries that I had as a little girl, you know, like I want, I don't want her to be spoiled or anything, but I want to be able to take her on holiday. I want, you know, to be able to get her what she wants for her birthday and for Christmas and just for us to have like a nice life where we can breathe and just not not stress. Yeah, I like that. Nice life where we can breathe. I think breathing is very, very important. <laughs> <laughs> so what, what, what do you say to like the naysayers? Because I have heard about like network marketing being a very, very um like dirty words like oh don't go into it yeah it's It's got so much stigma it's got so much stigma so then what what advice would you have to someone or because you're you're in it kind of thing so yeah how how would you tell people yeah what what's your experience been like my my experience has been positive like I'm, I'm not I'm not going to say that it hasn't it's been really really positive I aside from like the the financial gain that I've got from it yeah. um I I have become a much better person like my confidence has grown my self-belief has grown like I I was never really big into personal development didn't even really know what it was until I was exposed to this industry and it's been, and it's quite big on that you know because ultimately you're you're a self-employed person doing this okay so there's no one telling you what to do you've got no boss you've got no set time like work time so you're reliant on you so working on yourself is is really important when it comes to that so for me even if I stop tomorrow I will just be forever grateful for the person that it's made me and it's just it's just made me a better person there is there is a hundred percent a lot of stigma around it um and it isn't for everyone. It isn't for everyone. People might try it and they might 
you know, have a really bad experience of it. But that can be completely dependent on the company you're with, the people that you're working with in it. Like not everyone, I don't think, does it professionally. Um, So I think it it would just be completely dependent on on that person's experience. But (coughs) sorry. Um, Yeah, I love it. And I would just say if anyone is in a situation where they need a way to earn some money. Like you've got nothing to lose by giving it a go. You yeah. know, if, if yeah. it's not for you, it's not for you. That's that's absolutely I fine. Think, I think you're right in regards to it depends on the company because I think that from what I've heard, I I, tra- I joined one years ago and I think that company has gone bust. But I remember they were saying to me, um, write down 20 people that you know, you know, and then target them and then they then should recruit another person. So it kind of then makes you kind of feel a bit of a way because you're approaching this thing. It can be so spammy. Yeah, yeah, with your, with your to your family and friends, which isn't necessarily great. But I like the way in which you're doing it, whereby you're possibly using the products yourself and then people are there, the people are the ones that yeah. are asking you, like, do you know what, what are you using? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The network marketing has to kind of take your approach, not the calling friends and family that, oh, I've got this great opportunity. Would you like to, you know? (laughs) And then what is it? Oh, well, I can't tell you. You need to come to a conference in in Bush somewhere. You're like, but why can't you tell me? I'm your cousin. (laughs) No, no, no. You, I can't tell you because my sponsor. And you think, what is this? Is this like what is this? It makes it makes the cartel. Yes. It makes it sound really dodgy, doesn't it? Um, but no, like I, <laughs> I, I use the, the products that I, the, the company that I'm partnered with and the products that, that we retail, like I swear by them. Like I yeah. could not be the kind of person that would flog something to my friend if I didn't personally love it. And I think that's the beauty of Instagram. Like I show my audience every single day me getting up and, and taking the supplements that I take and, and using the skincare that I use so you know if, if 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 the product's not for you that's completely fine but it I'm proving that I am genuinely using and, and you can see my results and, and stuff like that and if and if you're interested then let's chat about it but if you're not that's that's completely fine you know I'm not going to force you to to listen to something <laughs> exactly but so where can then people um, find you on social media if you want to you know chat about this endeavor of yours and the side yeah. hustle so I am I'm mainly on Instagram I do have Facebook but I really don't use it I don't know why I just don't but yeah I'm on Instagram and my Instagram is hannah.louise89 so it's hannah.louise89 and I'm over there and I just but the thing is my page isn't isn't necessarily all about my business either like I like you said at the start like I'm a massive oversharer I share all sorts yeah um so yeah I think sometimes people can get a bit oh she's just going to talk about our business but it it literally isn't that at all yeah we both have the same problem in regards to oversharing so I I absolutely love it sometimes I'm like did I just say that yeah you know (laughs) I'll give you a funny story yesterday I I haven't actually been feeling 100% so my doctor um said to me I needed to um give him some samples yeah so I yeah it's so weird I had to bloody do a, a blood test now in London like I had to go online fill out a form book a blood test and then I can go into the clinic but um he also asked me for store samples so oh, okay. but he's but when I went to go and pick up like the little 
tubes, whatever. He gave me like five. So then I, I had the tubes. I was thinking, what the hell am I making? It's like, do you know like those little urine samples that you have? But then it was for stool. So I was looking like, what in the hell? How are you going to get it in I'm, there? <laughs> I'm, like, I'm online now. And I didn't realize, but I sat inside the bathroom with these samples for a good hour. So I put it up on my social media, like, what am I meant to do right now, guys? <laughs> Oh my, I'm like, what the hell am I meant to do, guys? I, I really, I fully overshared yesterday. And my friend called me up. She was like, what are you on? Khalifa, like, what's wrong with you? Like, who does that? What's and I was like, I don't care. Like, it's, it happened. I, I get that as well. Like, my friends are like, did you just really say that to, like, the whole of Instagram? And I'm like, oh. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, what, what do you want me to do? So yeah, I, I don't care. I'm unapologetic about it because at the end of the day, I, I think... need to know now, how did you get the stool samples in there? Oh God. In, um, Google helped me. So basically, yeah, let me tell you. So I got um, clean, clean film. So then I yeah. uh, got clean film, put it on the, on the loo, sat on the loo. Oh, okay. Had to go, then moved it onto the oh side God, what a mission it was ridiculous oh and what's ironic is i haven't been able to go and then my doctor's telling me now i have to go to tell him why i can't go it's like <laughs> like what the, what the heck yeah it's like just the dumbest thing ever it's like I'm anemic as well so I don't have blood a lot of blood in my system so that means that they have to test me every three months to check my blood I'm just like what? like you lot are not helping taking my blood and I don't have a lot of it <laughs> it's not helping me at all but um oh. fingers crossed all my tests will come out okay and yeah that's what I shared on my Instagram darling how done you <laughs> about how I use my stool sample yeah. <laughs> and it's so funny I when after I did the, the sample I had like put them in like envelopes yeah to go and put them in the in, in the clinic and then I said I said to my son I was like Josiah do you know what this is he's like mum what is it I was like mum's and I was like and I moved it and he started screaming <laughs> But I think I've traumatized my child for life. So I know now when he's like maybe in his 30s, he's gonna be speaking to his therapist about that. Yes. Dooley day. <laughs> oh stop. But yeah, that's it. Oh, thank you so so much for coming on. Like I oh, know you're welcome. Your, your day for your relaxation. But yeah, you decided to spend it. it. It's gone really quick, to be quite honest. It's weird yeah 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 it's been lovely though lovely thank you for having me no worries at all thank you so much take care bye